Okay, hi, hi everybody, um, and welcome to the third ever episode of What's Your Story? And um, I've been a part of Next Star since it started about seven years ago. And um, when when I was there, Next Star really helped me with my public speaking. And now <laughs> we have our own podcast. And um, today we're gonna ask. Um, it's Marilyn Markham about her stories, about her, her story. Sorry, and um, and just you know, stories have been around since cultures have existed, and they and cultures have used them to express themselves in many different ways. And so we here at Next Star have decided to ask the very important question: What's your story? So today we're gonna ask Miss Marilyn Markham what her story is. Hello, welcome. Hi, hi, Mr. Chan. Hello, Freddie. Hello. Hi. So, um, Miss Marilyn Markham here. Uh, she is the president at the board of us at here at Next Star. So, um, how is how is life? <laughs> like, how's your day going? And yeah, life is good, Freddie. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, just had a day working from far away from the office, which is always nice. And um, and, and I had, was looking forward to speaking with you tonight. Yeah. Okay. So we have our first question. So Ms. Marilyn, you have lit, you've either lived or been to many, many different places uh, all, all, all over the world. So um, can you tell us some of the places that you've been through throughout your life and yeah how has that made you you sure so um i i start i was born in switzerland so uh first place that i've been is geneva switzerland um it's um ah, it's a french-speaking part of switzerland and if people don't know switzerland actually speaks german as well as italian um and french which is actually romanche and um, and yeah, so I grew up there, and it is beautiful. It has mountains all around. What did I learn in Switzerland? That I'm a big fan of chocolate, and <laughs> and I'm a big snob as well because of that. I only like Swiss chocolate. Um, when you've also, had the best, you know. Yes, <laughs> you know it's what you know. And uh, also, I love cuckoo clocks. They're super cute. Although I've never owned one in my house because the the tic tacking and the cuckoos would drive me insane, but I find them <laughs> just fascinating. Um, when I was around six years old, we moved to France, so uh, that's the other country I've lived most of my life. Um, it was a little town called Ferney Voltaire. Um, you may recognize part of the name Voltaire is a famous French writer, and his castle actually is really not far from where my, my mom lives. Like you can see it from oh. the parking lot. So, so yeah, chateaus as you do. I studied there as well. And France is also the place where I have my first job in Nice, which is the Southern part. Um, and I studied in Lyon and had an internship in Paris. So I've been a little bit around France. I highly recommend it. Uh, you will learn that cheese that looks moldy and smells terrible actually may taste super nice. So you kind of need to go beyond what your body's telling you and just have a slice of that cheese with the awesome bread that they have. Um, I also got to study in Spain, in Valencia, 
And I got to have an internship in Madrid and visited Barcelona as well as the south of Spain. And um, okay, I knew I loved Spanish, the language, before I got there. And that's how I got there in the first place. But I discovered that like the Spanish people have a culture that's really close to Africans um, in the way they relate to each other, their families, their friends. There's a lot of warmth, a lot of honesty, and there's a lot of caring for people beyond your circle. It's a very inclusive culture. Um, I was there as a student and the lady at the bakery downstairs decided to adopt me. She would check on me, um, ask me about my folks, ask me how I was studying. And she was like, just, you know, self-proclaimed second mom. And I found that just, just so typical. That's what you do in Africa. Someone older would see someone younger and just, you know, adopt them and take care of them mm -hmm. and care for them. And that's really, that was really unexpected, right? Um, because that's very different from what I'd experienced in France and Switzerland. So very warm culture, absolutely love them. Would go back to Spain any day for no reason whatsoever. Just go, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, after Spain, I went to um, London in the UK and I lived there for a while. And that's when I realized that not all English is understandable the same because uh, within the first few weeks, I met some northern um, people from the north of um, the UK and I realized I could not understand them. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that cracked me up to no end because I'd go even just to the local grocery and they'll be like, you know, it's raining in it. And I'm like, in it, in, in where, in the box. <laughs> and it took me forever to realize that the other, what they were saying was, isn't it? Right. So that's hilarious. It's just in it. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, very funny. Um, really enjoyed uh, London. The weather is not all of that, but the people are great. The culture is great. Um, and it's a neat little town. I mean, little town. London is not neat, little. It's big. Um, <laughs> if you haven't been, go go in summer. It's summer, mm -hmm. a few days a year. So just find it. Go. That's 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 the dream. Uh, my brother and sister in law actually went to London. Their plan was to stay for ten days uh, in London and then go into stay in Dublin for a while in Ireland, and then yes. uh, they, so for context, they went in March of twenty twenty. Oh wow! So, that, so that'll tell you that. <laughs> explain that their trip, their trip got cut short a little bit. I uh, can understand. Yeah, so they had to, you know, come back and, and you know beat the pandemic. Um, and this yeah. wasn't a question on here, but it just kind of, uh, this kind of uh, came to me as well. Uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, as someone who is well traveled and had to go from place to place, how was that for you when you had to, you know? maybe stay a little bit more stationary for a little while or, or did you have to, were you still able to travel? Yeah. So my last trip was abroad. I would say out of the U S was in January, 2020 for my birthday. I went back to France, went to London, saw my friends and it's not something I typically do for my birthday because we just got out of Christmas. So why am I traveling again? Right. Cause I can, um, <laughs> Sure. And I'm really glad I did because after that, being stuck at home and unable to travel for the better part of two years was just torture. Sure. I had itchy feet the whole time. You know, I had emotional baggage 
sitting there in the corner looking sad. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was, it was rough. I, I really just wanted to get out. I wanted to hop on a plane, but there was just so much fear around that and so many restrictions sure. right. um, that it made it complicated. Um, so, you know what? Thank God for all the virtual ways we can connect with family and friends um, because that happened a lot when the pandemic started. And right. um, and yeah, it was a blessing to be able to do that. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So out of all of those places you've been to and you told us about like all of your favorite things, um, how did that, uh, how does that tie into your role as the president of the board of Next Star? And like, mm -hmm. how does, I just said, like, how does that like, make you was Marilyn Markham. Sure. I mean, I've been to more places, but the thing that really, um, the the reason why I got involved with Next Star is that we were running our summer school where people get to travel without leaving, um, where we invite people from all over the world uh, to come speak about their country, their culture, and share something about who they are. And um, the founder of Nexstar, Ms. Amagadi, invited me and said, hey, would you come and speak about France or the UK or just any of the countries would you like to represent? And also, do you know anyone who could help us with other countries? And so uh, because I've been several places, I got to invite a friend of mine who's Brazilian, uh, Brazilian-Italian, but who lives in the UK. So that was an interesting mix. I invited my friend who's South African uh, to speak to us. And who else did I invite? I can't remember um, who I invited. I invited a few other friends um, who are also multicultural. Oh, my friend who's Australian. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have been to Australia as well. Went to Uluru, which is the middle of the country. And yeah, it was amazing. So it's really cool that I had the network of people that I had from all over the world because I had been those places to actually come and speak uh, at Nextstar and help the kids kind of explore the world from the comfort of their own homes over Zoom. Um, so that's how I got first involved with Nextstar. And then um, it was offered to me to say, hey, would you like to be um, involved in a more permanent basis? And, and yeah, I said yes. And that's how I became the president of the board. Yeah, definitely. So um, I also heard that you have one of your favorite children's stories. And we, and I know that you're fluent in French. So okay. would you like to just tell us, it's a tad bit, it doesn't have to be a whole story, but just a tad bit of one, your story. Um. I don't, okay, caveat to anyone listening to this, your parental <laughs> guidance is going to be required on this one. I don't know that it's a children's story, but the story I read on a, in a book and then saw as a movie that I really just loved and really just tickled my brain was Life of Pi. And um, let me remember, I think the author is Jan Martel, who is Canadian, and Pai, who is a little Indian boy, um, who, who is the main uh, character of the story, uh, capsizes with his parents and then has to survive on a life raft with a bunch of animals. 
as it drifts across the ocean. The thing is, his name is not actually Pai. His name is Piscine Molinar Patel. And Piscine is swimming pool for Fre in French. And the reason why his name is that is that his uncle used to love going to the swimming pool. And due to, col um, um, well, during the colonial times, there was a swimming pool that was built in his city in India, which is the Piscine Molinar, which is th the same name that they gave this little boy. So it's kind of weird. Um, and I can tell you a little bit of the story in French um, and tell you why I liked it, but you're going to have to stop me. Um, <laughs> uh, sure, sure, sure. Life of Pi um, est un livre qui um, décrit l'histoire fantastique d'un petit garçon indien qui doit tout abandonner derrière lui et qui doit traverser l'océan pour aller au Canada avec ses parents. Euh, ses parents euh, possèdent un zoo et ils sont en train d'accompagner leurs animaux qu'ils ont vendus à un zoo au Canada lorsque leur navire chavire. Et l'histoire qu'on suit, c'est euh, Pai, le petit garçon, qui est le seul survivant euh, de, après l'accident qu'ils ont eu dans leur bateau. Il se retrouve seul avec cinq animaux dans un bateau de survie et on suit son aventure jusqu'au jour où il est finalement découvert par un navire et, euh, et sauvé. Et le truc qui va vraiment vous embêter, c'est qu'à la fin, on se demande si vraiment tout ça s'est réellement passé avec tous ces animaux ou s'il si a rêvé son histoire. So, that was All that. Right. Uh, yes, thank you. I just want to say, uh, I, I'm, I'm honestly just like amazed. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know exactly what we're talking about right now, but I am interested. Uh, and you should be. Watch the movie. Watch the yes, movie. I will. I just did like one out of every like 10 words, and I was, I, I, and I was just like, no, that's so cool. <laughs> I, got like, the word I got the word fantastic in the beginning. Yeah, I got one of them. So, uh, and, and, you know, um, really quick, just thinking about it, um, you know, uh, meeting you, I remember meeting you in a couple of years ago at, at uh, the founders, um, Amis house for, I believe a Christmas party. Uh, yeah. and I remember my knee jerk reaction to meeting you was, wow, this person is really genuine and really just seems like a really good, interesting, fascinating person. Uh, and fascinating is really the word and like just interesting from this like the life that you've lived it seems like you've lived like seven 70 lives in the time span of yeah. one and that's incredible uh so using that and, and using kind of that experience that you've had you know being so well traveled and getting to experience all these different cultures what um for the for the students and the kids uh in the individuals involved in next star Um, what is your wish for them? What is something that you, you wish for them to experience in, in their lifetimes that you think we at Nexstar can either help provide them with or just something that you would want them to take away from, from life in general? I would wish for them to get a chance to really experience lots of different cultures because I feel that that has given me a lot of perspective in the sense that until you've left and seen how other people do life, you don't realize at once how close and similar we are to so many people all over the world. And at the same time, 
how different they're able to do the same things that you do. You know, they go to school with their kids, you know, they have parents, they fight with their parents, their parents tell them what to do because they said so. All of that happens cross-culturally and it just normalizes, I feel, each individual's experience. But at the same time, you also realize that there are many ways to do one thing. And that, you know, it just expands your brain. And I really wish that everyone would get the opportunity, if not to physically travel and experience that, um, to actually just join us at Nexstar, where we bring the world to you by inviting natives from all over the world to speak with you. And actually, you can hear their accents, you can hear their stories, and realize that there's just one big human race. And we're so, so similar, but at the same time, our differences make it so exciting to connect with each other. So I just, that's my most profound wish for everybody. And and I think that Nexstar is already helping achieve this exposure. And it's so essential, especially for the future generation, if we want this world to be more united um, and we want them to be able to interact more fully with all the people that they'll get to lead or just rub shoulders with. It's just so important, I think, to become a well-rounded individual if you can be exposed to people who are so entirely different from you and yet such so common, find so, so much commonality. It's kind of a paradigm, but it's and a paradox, but it's so real. And the only way that you can understand it is by experiencing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, that great. like... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, a big thank you for just being here and telling us a, a little bit of your story. And um, also, <laughs> sidetracking, uh, coming up for Next Star, um, one of the best ways to, uh, like, explore different cultures is food. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. All the food. <laughs> so, um, next star, uh, for those of you guys in Richmond, uh, we'll be exploring different and ethnic cuisines like all over the place. Um, and for more information about that, you guys can go to www.nextstarpac.com. And uh, thank you again for taking the time to tell us that story today, Ms. Marilyn. Of and course. Sorry for that. Everybody has a story. So what's your story? 